0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden.
1: Welcome to this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show. And as always, I start off with a warm welcome to our new listeners. And this week we have new listeners from London, St. Albans, Chelmsford, Salisbury, Leicester, Dudley, Preston, Edinburgh, Cardiff and Swansea. And then over to the continent, and we have new listeners in Belgium, in Stockholm, in Sweden, in Milan, in Italy, in Piemonte, in Italy, in Croatia, and also in Iceland. And then moving further we have new listeners in Dubai, in the Middle East. And then further east, we have new listeners in Karnataka, in India. And then we now have new listeners in South Africa, too, in the Western Cape and in Gauteng. And then across to our friends in the USA, where we have a vast number of new listeners this week, but I'm going to talk about just a few of them. We have new listeners in Dallas in Texas, Fort Worth in Texas, Buffalo, Illinois, Bloomington in Indiana, Massachusetts, Phoenix, Arizona, and North Carolina. And as always, you're all very welcome. And it's great to have you listening. And a big thank you, of course, to all you new listeners and also to all my existing listeners. I really appreciate you all taking the time to spend half an hour of your week listening to the latest updates on the GDPR Weekly Show. I hope you found it all really useful. I hope you find it entertaining. And in a few moments, we'll tell you what's in coming up in this week's show. Uh, as always, if you have any feedback for me, please do drop me an email to podcasts at insurity.co.uk, that's E-N-S-U-R-E-T-Y.co.uk and I do read all of your emails, I don't have time to answer all of them unfortunately, but please be assured I do read every single one of the emails that you send to me and your feedback is very, very welcome.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host Keith Budden.
1: So, coming up in this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show, we have an update on the large data breach at Facebook. We have news of a data breach at Uber. We have an update on the Data Protection World Forum taking place at Excel in London in November. We have some outputs from a GDPR survey. We have some news about the PI Live exhibition happening at Old Billingsgate in London on the 15th and 16th of October. We have an update on our GDPR Weekly Show Facebook group. We have some thoughts on GDPR contract liabilities. We have some thoughts on cyber security insurance. And finally, for this week's episode, we have four GDPR snippets on best practice of GDPR implementation within your organization.
0: Check us out on Facebook. I
1: want to begin this week with an update on the story we broke last week about the major data breach of over 50 million users at. Facebook. Um, As you would expect, the ICO in the UK and also other ICO officers across Europe have been actively looking into this breach this week to try and establish what happened and to also try and build a picture of what the future financial penalty to Facebook could be. The ICOs between them have agreed that the ICO for the Republic of Ireland will take the lead on this investigation but of course all the other ICOs across Europe will feed into the investigation and doubtless they will look to get a share of the fine when Facebook is eventually served with a penalty. Um, The Irish ICO has indicated that depending on the number of European citizens affected by the data breach at Facebook, that Facebook could be facing a fine of anything up to $1.6 billion, so just about £1.2 billion, which would make it by far the most significant fine so far under GDPR, the previous highest fine being half a million pounds. So half a million up to £1.2 billion is obviously a, fi- a substantial leap. Now, whether Facebook will actually get fined. That amount is still not known. We're still a long way away, I think, probably several months away from knowing whether that will be the case. But that is the potential figure that they stand to be fined for the data breach because it affected these 50 million people. But, of course, we don't yet know, and this is what the Irish ICO investigation is setting out to understand, is just how many of those people affected, how many of those 50 million were actually EU uh, citizens or EU residents, and uh, we don't yet know what that figure is going to be and I suspect it will be some time before we do. Um, Facebook says it's closed to vulnerability and is actively cooperating with the ICO right across Europe and specifically with the ICO in the Republic of Ireland as the lead ICO for this investigation. And we will keep you up to date with any future developments on this uh, case as it happens. I suspect there will be cases to come in the next few weeks um, where we will get a further update on just how many EU citizens make up part of these 50 million people whose data has been breached.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Button.
1: Another company to suffer a data breach this week, or to be fined for a data breach this week, is the um, taxi replacement firm Uber. Um, in this data breach, so far has only had action in the U.S., and uh, a U.S. court has placed a fine on Uber of $148 million. And also put conditions on it that it must uh, improve its data security, and the court will be checking that this has been done. Uh, it's estimated that some 57 million user accounts have been affected, of which 600,000 were in the U.S., which is what led to this fine of 148 million dollars. Now, it's worth noting that it's now known from the data breach that an estimated 2.4 million people affected by the data breach were here in the UK. And the UK ICO is currently working with Uber to establish exactly what happened and to establish whether there are grounds for bringing proceedings under the GDPR against Uber which personally I suspect there will be and again I think Uber could be looking at a fine over here well over £100 million so that's two really big substantial fines potentially that we've already seen this week and hopefully that indicates to you why it really is important that you pay attention to GDPR and don't just treat it as one of those things which is a bit of a burden but we don't really need to worry about it because you most definitely do need to worry about it. The ICO is proving its got teeth, it's imposing substantial financial penalties, and I don't think you really want to risk suffering those financial penalties, so please do carry on listening to the GDPR Weekly Show, and if you feel we can help you directly, then do please reach out to us. Reach out to us at podcasts at insurity.co.uk or check out our GDPR-specific website at www.insurety.co.uk gdprtrainingcourse.co.uk where you can see all the different GDPR-related training and other services that we offer.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden.
1: An event for your diaries uh, on the 20th and 21st of November, 2018 at the Excel Conference Centre in London, uh, is the Data Protection World Forum. Uh, it's a conference spread over two days. There are a number of GDPR related topics coming up at the conference, including uh, GDPR, the future of marketing and advertising, a GDPR health check, GDPR and HR, how to achieve ongoing compliance, and of course GDPR and HR is something that we've been talking about in this episode of the podcast. And also business development in a post-GDPR world and I think that's something as well which would be of interest to lots of people of just how does GDPR impact upon business development and how do we make sure that business continues to develop for everyone, even accepting the privacy constraints that GDPR places on us. So it's promising to be a really good conference and expo. Excel, if you don't know it's very easy to get to. It's out in Docklands, just to the east of London. Um, It's by the Jubilee Line for Underground. Um, It's also very close to London City Airport. So for visitors from overseas, it's very easy to arrive there. And it also has other good transport links. Uh, it's not great though to drive to, it has to be said, so it's a good case to use public transport, uh, most definitely if you can, because it makes your journey there much, much simpler. I'm going to be there on both days. If you'd like to meet up with me during the tours of the Protection World, Data Protection World Forum, then of course I'd be delighted to meet with you. Please just drop me an email to podcasts at insurety.co.uk. Uh, with a note of which date the 20th or the 21st works best for you and uh, we can arrange to meet at the conference. Um, I'll be talking some more about the conference in uh, a future episode of the podcast between now and November and uh, indeed hopefully we'll be getting to interview one of the organisers and uh, have that discussion. But just a note for your diary, so if you haven't got it in there already, please pencil in the date. It's 20th and 21st November at Excel in London.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden.
1: An interesting reaction to GDPR and its impact on business is that in a survey conducted in the last week by Census Wide. Uh, They found that UK companies now see GDPR as their third highest threat to profitability after Brexit and the overall drop in consumer spending. And they see it as being a threat to their profitability because of the time and effort that they believe is going to have to be invested in it. Some 200 businesses of all different sizes were interviewed for this survey and they found that the vast majority of these companies um, believed that GDPR would result in increased operational overheads and only 4% said that they could really see it as a benefit. Um, I've got to say personally I'm disappointed in those results. One of the things we always aim to stress to people is that GDPR should really be seen as an opportunity rather than a threat. And so maybe we're not doing enough to promote that message loudly enough. Because if you get your your data under control, you know what data you have, you know what you're doing with it, you know how you're processing it, you know how long you're keeping it for, that should put you in a good position. And it should be something that you'd want to do as a business anyway. Of course, GDPR may be acting as the driver to get you to do it, but it actually has positive benefits throughout the organisation Do you know what you can actually find in our experience with customers a good amount of data which the company holds which actually you have no good reason for holding at all and no one's quite sure why you've got all those files in that cupboard down the corridor that no one ever goes to look at. But hey, they're there just one day we might get around to looking at them. Well, GDPR you the ideal opportunity to get rid of all that excess baggage and actually just focus down on the data that you need to make your day-to-day decision-making within your business as effective as you possibly can. So, don't see GDPR as a threat. See it as an opportunity. See it as a chance to improve your business processes. See it as a chance to improve your data security. And you really will be looking at GDPR in the right direction.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Button.
1: If you're in the London area and you'd like to meet up with us, Uh, We will be at the PI Live event at Billingsgate in London on the 15th and 16th of October. Uh, So just over a week's time. And uh, we'll be there both days. PI Live is a conference focusing on performance marketing, affiliate marketing, and how brands can work together with uh, network to uh, get great results, and we'll be there on both days uh, looking to meet and greet as many people as we can. So, if you'd like to meet up with us at PI Live at Old Billings Day in London, 15th to 16th of October, please just drop us a line to podcasts at insurity.co.uk with your preferred date and time, and we'll be delighted to meet up with you and have a chat to you about all things GDPR-related. And uh, no doubt you'll be thirsty on a trip round the exhibition, so we'll gladly sort you out with a tea or a coffee too. So, if you'd like to meet up with us at PI Live, say please do just drop us an email to podcast at uk.
0: Check us out on Facebook.
1: Just a reminder that as well as the podcast we now have our own Facebook group. Um, please do pop along and see us there at https www.facebook.com slash groups slash GDPR Weekly Show That's always one word GDPR Weekly Show. And uh, do please come and join the group and follow the discussions that are going on there.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden.
1: wanted to take a few minutes just to talk about the importance of GDPR within the supply chain. And that works both ways, of course. It means making sure that companies or organisations to which you provide services are aware of your own efforts towards GDPR compliance, but also that you as a company or an organization are able to demonstrate that you have asked your suppliers about their readiness for GDPR and their state of GDPR compliance. And it's really quite important that you have that documented because in the event that there is a data breach, either at your organisation or at one of the organisations either above or below you in the supply chain, it's important that you can demonstrate that you've taken all reasonable steps to ensure that you are as confident as you can be, that your subcontractors or other companies who supply you are themselves GDPR compliant, and equally, of course, those further up the supply chain from you are going to want to be confident that they can feel that you have your own GDPR compliance in place. Now, why is this important? Well, because, largely because of commercial risk, Uh, because a survey carried out recently found that one in five companies who had a supplier who had caused a data breach would seek to stop working with that supplier at the earliest possible opportunity. Now, obviously, if if you are that supplier and they are one of your larger customers, that could have serious impact on the future viability of your business. Equally, you might want to get a policy in place that says what you would do with companies who supply you if they made a data breach which affected data relating to your customers or your employees then you know what would you do in that situation it's good to have these things documented so that when it happens if it happens then instead of you having to make up policy on the fly you have a document you can refer back to and you can say well this is what we were going to do and that's quite important because what's also the case is making sure that you have adequate uh, insurance for all of this uh, because again about one in five said that they would look companies said they would look to sue suppliers who had caused a data breach and seek to recover some damages from them and or they would look to use that in future negotiations to negotiate a better deal with that supplier, which of course could have a great impact on that supplier's margins and to whether a particular piece of business was profitable or not. So it is worth making sure that you have your GDPR procedures in place, of course, but do make sure as well that you communicate that you have those GDPR procedures in place to your customers, so that your customers can rest assured that you as a supplier are taking GDPR seriously. And the contrary to that, of course, is also approaching your suppliers to make sure that they are GDPR compliant, because that way, if everyone down the chain, up and down the chain, makes sure that their related parties are being GDPR compliant, Then we should all live in a much more GDPR-compliant world. We should make the world safer for everyone who wants to keep their data safe, easier for everyone who wants to do business with each other, and should ensure that data breaches are indeed the exception rather than the rule, and that when they do happen, everyone knows where each other's liabilities end.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden.
1: Part of ensuring that you have good procedures in place for GDPR is, of course, in making sure that you have data security policies in place. And this is an area where possibly companies and organisations still aren't paying quite enough attention to things. Uh, we keep referring back to surveys this week, but this is, this is another finding from the survey, was that... In companies employing fewer than 10 people, only one in three, or in fact just under one in three, 30% had any form of data security procedure. And moving up from there, even in companies employing between 10 and 49 people, only 51% of companies had a documented data security policy. And across both those bands, only 38% had any sort of insurance in place for breaches or data theft or GDPR. And so, with that in mind, have brings a couple of things to the fore. One is the importance of having an information security policy for your company. So please do think about how you start to get that in board and again, if you need any help with that, obviously do reach out to us. But the other is this whole issue of not having insurance against GDPR. And that's something that we've started looking into very seriously here. And so we are currently looking at whether we can find a way for members of our Members Club and do check out our website if you want to know more about what our members club is all about. Um, but members of our members club can have um, security uh, insurance in place so that, should the unlikely event happen and you have a GDPR data breach or you have problems with GDPR data security policy, that financially at least you won't need to worry because the insurance will pay out. And so that's something that we are actively investigating. If that's something of interest to you, please do let me know. Please do drop me a line to insurance.co.uk. which is something we're currently working on I hope in the next few weeks to be able to bring you some exciting updates on that and some news on how, how that insurance is going to work, what it's going to cost and what the benefits to you are going to be. Uh, but it, as I say, something this survey highlighted to us and we think it's something that is worth following up. So we will be following that up on your behalf. And uh, hopefully I'll have an update for you on that in a few weeks' time.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Button.
1: And finally for this week's episode, um, just a thought on some of the key concepts of GDPR now that we are some four and a bit months past its introduction. The first is, know your data. And hopefully you've done this already, but if you haven't, it's a good time to start getting underway, is making sure that you've documented all of your data in terms of what data fields do you hold, why do you hold them, how long do you keep them for, do you have a clear data uh, retention schedule, Do you have good data security policies in place? The next is regarding data subject access requests. And do you have a subject access request register where you keep a record of who's made a subject access request, what information you provided to them, how you check their identity and most importantly the date and time that they made the request. A third is the data breach register and making sure that you have a clear data breach register which says the date that a data breach occurred or you became aware of the data breach, uh, what happened, what the data breach was, roughly how many records it affected if you've got any idea, what you've done to about it, what remedial action you've taken and whether you felt it was necessary to check on the um, ICO or not with details of the data breach. And also thinking about your employees and making sure that each of them understands the part they have to play in GDPR in your organisation. That they understand when someone's made a data request or when someone may be reporting a data breach and also that they feel confident that you're maintaining their information securely and that you're only keeping the minimum of information on your employees that you need to keep to ensure that your company can run successfully and that you're not keeping any additional weight bloat information that you really don't need to keep and would struggle to justify a reason why you were keeping that information So four very quick snippets on GDPR there, but things that hopefully you are making sure are firmly in place within your own organisation.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden.
1: So that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. I hope you found it useful. I hope you found it entertaining. Please do let me know. Let me have your feedback by sending an email to podcast.insurety.co.uk. You can find out more about us and Insurety at www.insurety.co.uk. And I look forward to speaking to you again same time, same place, next week. Have a good week everybody and remember to keep your data safe. Check
0: us out on Facebook.
1: The GDPR Weekly Show is an Insurety Production. Follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash insurety.